0: Success, amen.
1: Sometimes you ask yourself, are you successful? Mm -hmm."
0: I feel like
1: everything that I've
0: been through in my journey and my career has brought me here.
1: Success. Mm
2: -hmm. The art of restarting is like so key. success Mm. hi thanks for tuning in for success mn this is a local minnesota podcast talking about people who have become successful in their own line of work whether they've started their own business had a side hustle or just been highly successful at their w2 job and here we are connecting people tune in see who's on board today hi welcome thanks for tuning in to our very first episode today we have um we're starting off with a bang with pr extraordinaire short-term rental master jj hornig and i think she's going to have a lot of really cool things to talk about how she built a few different businesses um but yeah let's just get started jj hi
0: Melissa, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is this is great. This is giving me great vibes, energy. I'm just so happy to be okay. across from you, chit-chatting on all things entrepreneurial. Yeah. Entrepreneurial. entrepreneurial. There entrepreneurial. we go. Entrepreneurial. Yeah, there we go.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's talk about, like, I know... Right now you are the proud curator for Roxy Rentals, which is just an incredible business. You've got how many Airbnbs now?
0: We have five.
2: Five. five, five under the umbrella and looking to expand. Very cool. And like how I advertise, cause of course I support your business. How I advertise Roxy Rentals is it is a luxury rental and not even with the luxury price. Like, all of your products that you have there are incredible. You offer event shoots and um, the space for creators to come and expand their branding. Like, what you're doing is so cool. And it's not just an Airbnb. If I have a client that needs the luxury experience, of course, I'm going to send them to you. But talk to me a little bit more about your vision for Roxy Reynolds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I feel like everything that I've been through in my journey in my career has brought me here mm-hmm. and I dabbled with short-term rentaling in 2012 back in New York City when I had my solo apartment when you could Airbnb in New York but it was legal yes
2: legal. <laughs> so legal I've got my quotes going here <laughs>
0: Uh, and um, I was in Murray Hill on 38th and Second, and I told my doorman that I had a lot of friends and family that were coming to visit, which is true. It's very true, <laughs> very very true. <laughs> but I was traveling all the time for a hospitality uh, company that I was working for at the time, and really just wasn't in New York as much as I would like to have been. Kind of lived out of a suitcase. It was a great experience. I highly recommend traveling a lot in your early twenties. Mm-hmm. As you get older, it's harder to get yeah, so sleepy. <laughs> yeah, I do. But I just couldn't keep up with the increase when I, you know, put up availability. I lived close to the UN, so I got a lot of diplomats that were in town. They knew that oh. I was safe because I had a Man. So I had a lot of females that would just come up to me. Um, through Airbnb then they would do a text message be like hey is your apartment free are you in town yeah <laughs> it's just uh-huh. like such a cordial like very feeling like I had all these friends that could just come stay at mm-hmm. my place and it was it was awesome it was great I mean we had people from Amsterdam I had a couple that got Engaged at my place. What? (laughs) Really? (laughs) 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 I was like, awesome. I wish I would have known. I would have left more champagne in the refrigerator. But I saw that there was a business.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I didn't have time at the moment. I was like, let's put a pin in this Mm -hmm. and let's revisit this in another career. Another journey, not right now. Yeah. And actually, it was those guys from Amsterdam that stayed at my place, and they kind of trashed in, And I was like, oh, what's that? that? was yeah. the end. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. kind of at the end. But it was early, early adopting for Airbnb, people trying to figure out what this platform existed. I think I was telling you earlier, I
1: mm-hmm.
0: used it myself. For a work trip out in LA, yeah, uh, I booked a place in Santa Monica, or no, I booked it in Venice Beach, like right on the boardwalk. It was yeah. beautiful. I was so stoked. They were like, it comes with bikes, but it also came with a roommate that <laughs> <Not idea>. I didn't <laughs> know. Non-disclose. I thought it, I was getting my own place, and yeah, I shared and slept on on the couch. The other gal, fortunately, got the room, but she ended up being really cool. She had a car. Was it she cheap? rented?
2: Was it a little cheaper because you were on the couch? And- <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> it was weird. The owner, too, would, like, come back in the morning and, like, make us breakfast. And we're like, no. no. <laughs> I'm like, no. it's already such a bad situation. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> no, we're trying to make the best of it. But, I mean, that was, like, again, early adopting on Airbnb. They really just wanted you uh-huh. to, to rent out your room. And...
2: Yeah, I think there was, like, a rival company back then called Couchsurfing. Yes!
0: Yeah, yes. so that I think there were kind of... That was...
2: I only did that in Europe. I would never do that in Did you do it States. in Europe? Oh, yeah. That was, was it better
0: than staying in a hostel? It's also very, like... I couldn't afford as a hostels, so... As a woman.
2: <laughs> I, I never did it alone. Okay. And we only had one shady experience. But there were three of us. So, like, okay. when the shadiness happened, we... What was the shadiness? It was, like, obviously a guy um i think he like was he got one of my friends alone in a bedroom pinned her down she yelled the rest of us girls went ran in there saved her scooped her and then we just went to the airport a day early so like there is definitely it was horrible and we were like i mean 19 at the time i think like we were just kids so that was that was crazy fortunately nothing happened and everything's Fine. I mean, nothing else happened. It could have been worse, but I think. Did you um, report it to the platform? I'm sure we did. Okay. I mean, this is yeah, 15 years ago now. Yeah, you know. yeah. Really? <laughs> but just I, glad that everyone got out safely and. Yeah, every everything was fine. Um, but I think they're looking at our two experiences. There was definitely a need for someone to come in and do
0: a little bit more secure. And yeah. more safety mm-hmm. and renting out a place yeah, as opposed
2: to sharing. I mean, sharing it, is fun. Like, I mean, I probably did it 10 times. And, like, we always met really cool people. But that, that was a different era, a different atmosphere. It was European, too. So, like, it was a lot more... Lot faire I think things are a little bit stateside, but and that's their that's their added like that's their personality. Yeah, over oh, there you're, that's you're, their, you're experiencing our culture. Yeah, yeah, sleep on the yeah. couch, right? So, but if I could have had like the Roxy rental experience in that time of you're my so life, sweet. if I I like I really think what you've done is like genuinely elevated the Airbnb experience. Like, yeah, what you're doing is crazy. I think you said something about like. Way back when, when your first Airbnb happened, you—it was not the time, it was not the place. You wanted to put a pin in it, and then recreate something again later. And I think that just talking about this podcast and like the entrepreneurial spirit—I think the art of restarting is like so, it's key. so
0: it, it's key. It's key. It's—it feels refreshing. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. I mean we were just chatting and we're like, this is not for everybody. If you are, you know, used to routines, yeah, need not apply here. Man, and it's just (laughs) you it's your day just varies every single day.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And it's not a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Especially now, I mean, I have guests that literally are texting me.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: we were just talking like the hot water went out, the hot water heater. Yeah. So what do you do? They need to like have a hot shower. So right. you have to be like on the fly and know that your guests feel comfortable that you're taking care of the problem. And you are immediately
2: paying attention to that. Uh-huh. And like a situation like that, like it's not just a water heater. It's your reputation on the line. A hundred percent. like. Uh, And when you're performing at the level you're performing at, how do you like, is there any way you can anticipate something going wrong? So I think a lot of I worked in hospitality.
0: Mm -hmm. I highly recommend that everybody out there work in hospitality. Give it three months. Do a little hostessing job. Do a little bartending job. Be a server. Mm-hmm. It is the best experience on how to deal with people and personalities and turn a negative into a positive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And working in hospitality, I worked at Del Frisco's on 4th, uh, 49th and 6th Avenue in New uh-huh. York City. It was a high-end steakhouse. Beautiful. Like, David Yurman, I think they, like, spent a million dollars on I might miss might be misquoting that but i think that's right accurate it was a million dollar staircase by created by david Uerman. only the staircase only the staircase it was just <laughs>
2: something it was pass. dipping <laughs> in
0: like just decadent decor mm-hmm. and we dealt with a high clientele we also had celebrities coming through we also had you know notable people like roger Ailes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: i mean i had his glasses i had yeah at the host stand wearing i'm wearing roger l's glasses <laughs> and he's like cool <laughs> <laughs> well that that movie bombshell really kind of showcased his personality um okay. but had, yeah had to call his secretary to be like hey, i am his sunglasses oh um he like left them yes so, he yeah. left them okay. um but there was just you never knew who was going to come through that door. So you had to be prepared. And you mm-hmm. always had to be on. And as much as you were having a bad day, and I was also going to school full-time at FIT, yeah. and literally shoving down my notes down my pants because I was trying to study for a final, but also having to be on 150% because you're just yeah. dealing with a clientele that just expects Everything and they just expect service and they just expect to be treated a certain way. Mm-hmm. So it was really a good challenge to go through at a young age. I mean, I think I think I started there at nineteen. Yeah, and I remember going back home to my parents because I was like, wow, there's just so much wealth. Yeah, and I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. For like I wasn't. I knew about it. I knew of it. I was nineteen. I mean, come on. Like yeah, we all see it on TV, movies,
2: but to live in it and experience it
1: mm-hmm.
2: the day to day isn't that like an interesting contrast like you're used to living your life I'm assuming you were not living the million dollar staircase lifestyle really no. No. <laughs> <And, Still> not <laughs> we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> and it, like to go from living in such like a beautiful environment and that's your day and then you go home and have like a very different night Like, hmm, what kind of Like, is that a situation for your own imposter syndrome? Or, I don't know, or did that help you? Hmm. It was the first
0: taste of seeing the wealth and then seeing the power that follows through with it.
2: Mm -hmm. So it's not just a Birkin
0: bag? Beyond beyond the Birkin bag, but seeing the attitudes, the personalities, Mm -hmm. how people talk to you, how people look down upon you. I'll never forget, and I always said that this is what, like, fired me to, like, be me and keep going Mm -hmm. and not quitting was it was I think they were all in finance and it was a company outing and it was their boss and his team behind him. And I was just chit-chatting, small talking, taking them to their own table, trying to make them feel welcome. And he was like, How old are you? And telling him my whole story. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, FIT, studying to be a faster merchandising major and really want to get into communications. And he's like, It's gonna take you ten years for me for you to make what I make in half a year. And like, I was just like, me quick trying to be quick-witted. I was like, you have no idea who my parents are.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to make something up real quickly. And that probably scared him a little bit. Like, like, somebody who thinks about money that way. And just, like, like, his team.
0: Just, like, going, like, just, you know, like, the, oh. And, like, I can't believe he just said that. And I was just
1: like, mm -hmm. let's go. Was he saying that to
0: try and hit on you? I You know, you think. And, and that's why I had the conversation with my parents because I was just like, wow, there's just so much money. These older guys with the rings on and showing me pictures of their kids and then, like, asking us what we're doing later. Just, it was a weird feeling mm-hmm. that didn't sit well. And trying to have to figure that all out pretty quickly at a young age and mm-hmm. navigate that to really grow your skin, to, to
2: have thick skin. Yeah. I think, like, there's a line between being successful as an entrepreneur and caring only about money. And you can go both routes. Chances are you're gonna go one of them. But I just think one thing that's so cool about you is like, you I mean, you've built a really cool story. And I think the one thing that you've always stayed true to is how you treat other people. Like you, I have never seen you talk badly about anybody. I, well, maybe if they deserved it, <laughs> maybe if they deserved it, but like you say it from a point of goodness. Like I know that you, at the end of the day, go to sleep every single night with feeling good about your morals and how you stand up for yourself. And I know you do that because when you treat people, you always treat them with kindness. Always.
0: And I think, thank you. And I, I think we've all been through the toxic work environments. And mm-hmm. it's, so, it's, a, it's a good learning experience to go through. It's like everyone should work in hospitality and everyone's going to experience that toxic work environment at mm-hmm. some point in their life. And really just knowing what you want to surround yourself and how to lead by example.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the cutthroat, you know, climbing up the ladder, not caring about anybody, your team, and just caring about yourself—it's—it's it's for certain people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not for me. Yeah, and that's probably why I've never really felt comfortable in a corporate gig.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I, because you've done it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I worked in a hospitality. And I'll, I'll give a. I do you want to give out a little shout out to John Sullivan? Because I feel, even though. I always say it was just like beer and chicken wings because we had a hospitality group and, you know, some of the restaurants were McFadden's like it was just like all packing people in and just having a great time. But honestly, it really taught me like my first ethos and like the mantra that I've taken on to every next chapter with a career or a new job or a new client is showing a great experience Mm -hmm. and then that's you know fast forward that's exactly what we're doing with with roxy rentals and most people who are doing the short-term rental game a lot of people are just like i can invest i can throw up a property get some nice pictures and just slap it on a website and And just sit back you gotta have the keurig (laughs) you got (laughs) (laughs) and You know, I think what people are starting to realize, it's work. It's a lot of work. You can't just sit back and just think that, like, Airbnb and VRBO and booking.com are going to, like, be your channels for getting all your revenue in. Mm -hmm. It comes with, once you get that guest into your house, it's hospitality. And a lot of people forget that this is a hospitality job. Mm -hmm. So it's so, I just, I think it's so rich and so wonderful that I've had my experience at Del Frisco's and then going into the hospitality business after college with being able to work um, with East Coast Saloon's John Sullivan, and he just really taught us it's all about the experience. Throw a great party. Mm-hmm. And if you throw a great party, they're going to bring a friend back. And then that friend's going to bring a family member. And that family member is going to bring their coworkers. Mm-hmm. And that's how you build a vibe. And yeah. that's how you build an experience. Okay. And, that, and that can be translated into anything, into a website. Mm -hmm. into your novel that you want to write someday into your blog post Uh that you're going to be doing into this podcast Mm -hmm. curate an amazing experience for that person because they're going to
2: be your subliminal brand evangelist if it's good if it's good god (laughs) there's a tagline for you jj jeepers (laughs) um yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about that, like creating an experience. How did you get started in your event planning and curating experiences?
0: So when I was working for Sully, we had, gosh. Sully. Sully. <laughs> Hi, Sully. We had, what do we have? At the time, I think it was like almost 20 stores nationwide
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just kept opening up new places. Yeah. So just... Eventually, being able to be on the traveling team to open up those stores. Mm-hmm. So I lived in Cincinnati for four months and, you know, worked with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Senko. Hey. <laughs> he was amazing, <laughs> Chad Johnson. That would be, cool. That would be really cool. He was really awesome. I have mm-hmm. nothing but kind, kind words for him. Mm-hmm. And... We were yeah worked with the Bengals and um, just worked with all like the local sports teams to see how we can market. One of when I was going to each city and opening them up, I the first like meeting that I would have was with a liquor attorney. I was oh, like, I funny. need to know exactly how oh, I my- can market this, what I can get away with, how much what the legalities have. are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just you know like. Little things where I think Philadelphia, you can, I think you can get away.
1: Mm.
0: Again, I'm, not, I'm not a journey. Mm-hmm. but I thought it was like a 20, 25 cent years or something like that for a certain amount of hours. Oh, long, long. In Boston, we had to have a 23
2: and over, you know, um, um, age.
0: Why can I think of this?
2: Um, like liquor, right to drink? Like, is that what you mean? It was
0: 23 and over to enter
2: mm-hmm. into Facility, hmm. because
0: you were like a VIP situation. Or? No, it was just because it was a college city.
1: Mm-hmm. And oh, the li-
0: yeah. The to get into bars was twenty three and over. Weird. And then we, this is when I kind of actually left, but they were opening up in the Mirage.
2: Okay. And that was a
0: whole in Las Vegas, and that everything that we've learned and replicated in all these different stores, and mm-hmm. was just like that's different. Your customer you... is is a new customer every three days, yeah. And that, like, that whole marketing
1: mm-hmm.
0: program had to completely change mm-hmm. every three days. Every three days is a new, like, yeah. It huh. was just whereas you have loyal, like, loyal customers that are coming through for your other places. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm touching things and I shouldn't yeah. be. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> oh, God, no, I'm moving. Um. Okay. So you, don't, you didn't have that loyalty retention.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was just, like, mind-boggling to be, like, okay, so this is, like, everything that we've learned and, like, replicated and that has been successful is thrown out the window.
2: Because now you're in. Yeah. Like, we're talking about the mirage in Vegas, right? Las Vegas, yes.
0: Um, but yeah. I didn't see that opening
2: through. Okay. You just started the yeah. brainstorm.
0: But, I mean, we, I always like to say that I gave, gave Robert it. Van Winkle a second career because. Yeah. Vanilla Ice, we booked him. Really? And that was, like, the one of the first of dabbling with, like, booking these, like, reality stars and, like, old talent into bars for appearances and, like, restaurants. And oh. Like, okay. He, I'll, I'll never forget, like, he was, he's amazing. Like, we ended up, I think he was, like, going to at least one of our locations once a month, mm-hmm. if not twice a month. And... I remember the first one was at Calco Jack's and he didn't want to go on because he just wanted to perform his like new mixtapes or new like underground music. And cool. I just like, everyone's coming. They just want to hear Go Ninja Go. Yeah. <laughs> they want to hear Ice Ice Baby. Just and doing you're double going. Time. You're going to do this, and you're
2: gonna go out, and your fans are gonna love you. So you gave vanilla ice a pep talk. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so okay like so you were were you booking people to perform at venues or you were like- yeah
0: we we ended up ever we were doing a grand opening it was mm-hmm. like a two-week program that every night was something different um you know I booked Kendra Wilkinson she okay. was phenomenal mm-hmm. She a is great. She's a hard worker. Really? And, yes, she was very professional. I remember we did her for the opening of, um, sorry, we had her at the opening for Cincinnati. For, we called it Sully's.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: was on Race Street. And we had her for one of the grand opening parties.
2: And she just. Race Street. Not in St. Paul. No. No. Cincinnati. Okay. <laughs> okay just Cincinnati. wanted to clarify that. Yes. <laughs> Good. Could have
0: been cool in St. Paul. Okay, yeah, it could have been. We never did anything in Minnesota. We did Chicago, Boston, Nashville, Philadelphia. We had the stadium. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a crazy debacle. We used to do team meetings at like and rent out some of like the stadium at what was what is Philly?
1: the
2: that
0: baseball team person. oh god <laughs> like, mean, that's so bad <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get there our um, team here
2: <laughs> yeah we're gonna have boys commenting on this now so that's great
0: uh we did pittsburgh and yeah we had her at the cincinnati opening and she was just wonderful and just so professional i remember she had like did these she huge she's she, was so tiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she was so tiny yeah she was <laughs> so tiny pint-sized perfection and just wearing like these gigantic stiletto heels of and course. standing up and she was like is it okay if I just sit down and rest my feet i was like Kendra of course please <laughs> 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 like, you have another two hours <laughs> Kendra, can't on I, I, will, I will be massaging your feet
2: <laughs> you won't be or you will be, won't be. I
0: think people would pay for that I always, probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm never beneath anything I mean gosh we did a pick up at the airport for uh was it Jesse Mac-
1: Metcalf?
0: Okay. It was another one at Columbus, right across the street from Ohio State University. Okay. There was a, we opened up happens over there. Um, but yeah, it was just really fun. I remember doing their campaign for a couple of like the newspapers. This is like, this mm-hmm. is dating, dating myself, but yes, magazines and newspapers. We were People running a yeah. little marketing uh, campaign. And I literally was waiting to hear back from the playboy mansion from half because she really did have a, a curfew oh. so we had to like when we were doing all of her travel arrangements and like making sure that she could actually tend. like she has to be home by 8 curfew, yes oh my gosh like hendra this ever gets you are amazing to work with Then if you ever get out past bedtime call me and she's a real estate agent now i bet she's killing the game i gotta google her she was on that TV show with, um, was it part of the agency that, oh, Mar- Mar- Maurizio? Maurizio? I should know this. You should know
2: this. I purposely did not watch real estate TV shows. You don't? I, I will burn out. Like, go home after a full day of real estate. I'm not going to watch a real estate show. I'm just not going to. You don't watch Sally's like, website. That. I don't. I don't. I don't. You can send me the <laughs> highlight reel. I'm not, like, ultimately opposed to it. It's on
0: the background, like, probably uh, all the time for me. Like, when I'm working from home, mm-hmm. it's on the background. I just love looking up the gorgeous real estate and, like, the outfits. That.
2: The outfits. I think, okay, so outfits, yes. The houses, yes. But Everything else I can tune out. When I go from looking at a house that has, like, dead squirrels in it, and then that's my daily life. And then I come and I look at Selling Sunset, and I'm like, "Man, <laughs> like, I, 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 do I, have I have to go to LA. Have to go
0: to LA. Or New York City. Okay. New York City is what. That's that was another reality. Bravo. Yeah.
2: I, I have selling everything's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Selling Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um.
0: But kay. so yeah, I just from Sully just really curating an amazing experience Mm -hmm. and that
2: has just transcended into everything yeah that I've tried to apply so curating a like amazing experience I like it's the food it's the drink it's the venue it's the timeliness of it all I'm assuming like to have everything happen as it's supposed to takes so much planning so much planning and you have to know that something's gonna happen Mm -hmm. something's gonna go wrong Mm-hmm. What's
0: your plan B? What's your plan C? What's your plan D? Yeah.
2: What is, like, the most chaotic event you've ever planned?
0: You know, we did... Uh, we saw... So it's fun. Janae Luciani, another another shout-out. She is the bra expert. And she came out with the bra book. Okay. And she just is all about, you know, making sure women are sized correctly. That's which, hard. It, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. I was completely like entrenched into Victoria's Secret yes. wearing all the wrong bras until I came in touch with Janae yes mm-hmm. and Janae and we ended up working at another like I was freelancing at a PR company and she was working there too and then she was kind of like an on-air expert that was just getting bigger and bigger to like the Today Show and just a bunch of other news shows mm-hmm. and she came out with a bra book I was like, oh, this is a thing. It is a
2: thing. It, yeah. like, So, it, like, you talked to an expert, got some advice, and yeah. it changed your life.
0: So she ended up, um, actually, this is Chris, Chris, Chris March. I, like, should have notes, which I think he passed away. And he was on, um, what is the design show?
2: For HGTV
0: or for... It was on, I think it was on Bravo. Is any House
2: with With Heidi Klum. Oh. Again. And, oh I mean, my God. I feel like I'm just alienating my fan base right now. All of these people who listen to real estate podcasts he, so are listening to me say I have not know. March
0: had an offshoot <laughs>
2: show from,
0: oh my God, I, I need to look this up. We'll now. <laughs> what is, um, Amer- no, not America's waddle this is bad so he had an offshoot show and janae was doing a book launch party for her bra book mm-hmm. and chris march was going to make her dress out of bras it was fantastic amazing yeah so we were there was a chance like this had to be aired on his show for bravo tv so we like created this like faux party This faux, like, grand, you know, opening party. And, like, so many pieces, like, came into it. Mm -hmm. And with, like, you know, we had people, we...
2: Like fake people.
0: Not fake people, they were real people, but we all, you know, they all had to sign waivers as they were coming in because uh-huh. it was all being filmed. But it was like this huge process we took over. I negotiated a deal with a, a new venue that was just like launching so we could get the the space for complimentary because they They were going to be on the show Mm -hmm. and get some exposure. So we had to like make sure like they filmed the logos and like the entrance into, so making sure like all parties that were involved for like being part of this, you know, faux party (laughs) got exposure for it. So it was just like all these moving pieces, all these logistics. But I just remember that one moment I was just like, this is so fun. This is so fun to be, like, Mm -hmm. the central command center of, like, okay, you're going to set up over here. You're going to set up here. This is where the step repeat. This is where the cameras are going to come in. We're going to film over here. Janae is going to come and, like, do the, like, unveiling of her dress, which was phenomenal. You have to Google it. It was just, like, a dress of bras, and it was just fantastic. But it was just crazy because it was, like, all this work, probably a whole day of, like, putting together this event that we spent... You know, two hours, three hours of like the actual event and filming for it, mm-hmm. getting everyone to like sign the waivers, and you know, it it aired on TV for two minutes. So it just, like, <laughs> it just, you know, and that's and that is the rigmarole for How like many everything. Weeks of their life did you put into those two
2: minutes? It was like
0: a you know a, a month going back and forth of like logistics, but it's Ooh. just. There's so much your point. There's just, yeah. there's so many spreadsheets. There's so much back and forth communication, mm-hmm. you know, planning. And I, I joke around now with my husband because he's like, you hate to plan. I'm like, I hate to plan personally. I' are very good at it. In, in the professional space, that's all I do. And that's yeah. all I want to escape from mm-hmm. in my own, like, just tell me where to go. Tell me a time. I'll put together a look, and yeah. I'll put on a lip, and I'll be there. But I don't want to, like, pick out the restaurant, figure out the time, figure out the people, situation, how we're going to get there, all that stuff. So, yeah, I
2: just... You always have a good look. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's important. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, oh, I'm going to something with JJ. I better really look at this Well, you time. know, it
0: gives... It makes me, like, everyone, like, has their thing. Like, they go to yoga. They meditate. They... Read at night. Mm-hmm. I feel my confidence booster is is putting together a look, yeah. and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like okay, I can take on this day. It could be like a shitstorm, but like I'm yeah. really good at it. At least I'm gonna look
2: you are darn emoji. good at it. You are. You, <laughs> you are not always cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can beep you out.
0: Ooh, I think we can also swear on this just, show. Like, put some yeah. syllables over my mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, what
2: emoji do you want? <laughs> I think, so are you still doing any event planning
0: so i think this this year was really kind of taking a step back um my i had a partner in what i was doing before this with uh, caravan mm-hmm. and claudine claudine sola amazing she's another one who just a good friend of ours who was in hospitality was like, you two need to meet. You both think outside the box with, like, how you do. She had Think PR and they were representing, like, she, like, represented Mercedes-Benz and cool. um, some some of the hotels in New York City. And we were, like, I, I would say, like, we were, like, the pioneers for experiential
1: mm-hmm. before
0: experiential existed. Like, it's, like, everything now. Like, everyone's, like, oh, what's your, like, concept store? Like, what's... Yeah. What's your, like, experiential, like, marketing campaign? And we were doing, like, the houses before they were hype houses now with, like, all these TikTokers.
2: Yeah.
1: You (laughs)
0: invented the hype house. Before that was, like, a thing. Mm -hmm. And we would, like, curate this experience, invite media, invite influencers, and just everything that they touched in that house was a brand that was curated into that experience. So that, you know, they... We're going into like a bedroom, and we created like a whole style lounge so that they, they can just dress themselves. Okay. And then, you know, we had a photographer, videographer, and they were just doing photo shoots. And yeah, the the original experiential and that transi- transitioned into like, you know, content days. Now everyone's doing content day. Yeah. But we were really like kind of giving that free media to everybody because everyone needed content in those. Yeah. I mean, everyone needs content now, but like that was just. Kind of starting mm-hmm. so like 2015, 2016 is kind of like when we were really getting into that. Yeah. huh? And then you just have these media folks that were, you know, a lot of these PR companies were doing like events and they would do them at bars and they would do them at restaurants or like, you know, private room, private event rooms. And it was just kind of losing the touch of why you were there. So you were it's a product launch party but everyone's getting wasted and forgetting why they were there like right. oh like that was just an after effect to the fact that you know uh-huh this this I've new, been to a million
2: parties like that
0: this new fashion collection or like this yeah. new like bath and body product just launched and like
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know we, me actually it's funny because me and Claudine went to like this big event for a big brand and we're just like oh my god they must have spent five hundred thousand. I mean, 250,000 of- on the talent alone that showed up that night. And I'm just like, no one knows what they're doing, what they're experiencing. And yeah, you forget that these brands forget that they're storytellers. Mm-hmm. So how do you comp- carry an experience that you have the media folks, the influencers, the talent to transcend them as your own storytellers? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's. When we were starting to do the content shoots, we're like, this is a win-win. We're giving them free content. We're putting them in the actual product. We're getting them to experience it and say, like, I love this or I don't like this. This isn't for me. Great. Why? Because then that's like a free focus group, too, where we're just jotting down, like, you know, all this feedback that we were getting Mm -hmm. on this is why I love it or this is awesome and this is why I would, like, buy this. And then also giving them content so that they can post on all their social feeds.
2: It was like. Yeah. It was like, for sure, the trifecta or more angles if there was more. Yeah. And then and
0: then you take all those photos and then you pick up and have the phone calls. This was back then when we were actually picking up phones and not texting or sliding into people's DMs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And saying like, hey, I have a great story. And yeah. I have some pictures of like some great talent that w-
2: will be able to help tell that story. Mm-hmm. So in a world where you could easily just recreate something that's already been done, what keeps you reaching for something new? Because I feel like everything you do is very authentic and very curated. Everything that I've ever seen you do it always has so much thought behind it. I mean, you could take the shortcut. I could. You could. I could. I but could put overdo.
0: some really cheap sheets. Yeah. <laughs> and some gray walls. With uh-huh.
2: no artwork. No, but.
0: But who wants to go and re- like you're renting? You're spending money. Mm-hmm. You want to look at pretty things. You want to look at beautiful artwork. You want to be in linens that are luxurious
1: mm-hmm.
0: and towels that don't, you know, actually feel like sandpaper. Right, or leave dust on you. Oh my god. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm constantly taking. I like. You know, like how stylists have kids and event planners have kids. I feel like mm-hmm. I have like the curated, like the short-term rental curated oh kid, and has like a lint brush in it. I'm just constantly lint brushing things, yeah. Because I'll spot check our quality inspectors just to make sure, and then I'll see things that they're not doing, take pictures, and say.
1: So
2: did you just say that you run Airbnbs with? quality control and then you double check your quality. Control. Check. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. I type a personality and I love it. Uh, it probably does well for this. <laughs> it does. It does.
2: Like I I've, I've been in your spaces and they're they're incredible. So. Thank you. Okay. So to get something that's just perfect, stand out, make something different. Be very detail oriented about it. And like what what's your Are there any other secret sauces that you have? I feel like you just...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you want to get into the short-term rental business, I think that you need to understand that it is a lot of work. It is not passive income. There's a lot of, like, awful courses that are being sold on social media that... You have, like, a 21-year-old going, here's how I made a million dollars. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. you're making that off of affiliate sales and not actually
2: what you're doing. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Yes. I, yeah, every time I hear one of those videos, like, buy my class. I want to see their 1099s I want to see where their money's coming from <laughs> I don't trust it let's look it. at your revenue streams <laughs> yeah and they've got like over a million views on their YouTube channel because they wrote something that is for the clicks and it's just yeah I and there are good master classes out there because I
0: highly recommend just for me like it's so funny you were like I don't even think you I don't know if you use the word expert but like I cringe when I hear that because I'm like I'm so far from an expert I am learning every day and mm-hmm. I want to be continuing to learn every day mm-hmm. so I for the past like year and a half I've just been you know apl- a- applying and purchasing some like master programs so I can further educate myself in like all of this and learning from peers I'm on like Reddit, Airbnb, short term rental, like mm-hmm. horror stories. And then also, like, well, what would you do in this scenario? So I'm like reading through those constantly at night before I go to bed, which probably is like the worst thing ever. <laughs> then
2: you can dream about yes. it. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, it just, you, I think for certain people, you just want to continue to grow that education and like continue to like just learn from each other. Mm-hmm. But going back, it's it's a lot of work. And I think, again, a lot of people think it's like passive income.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Long-term rentals, totally different game. Yeah. Get into the multifamily yes. with long-term rentals if you're truly looking for something passive. But yeah. if you want to get into a short-term rental game, you you have to know that you're going to be rolling up your sleeves, you're going to be cleaning toilets. I am not beneath cleaning a toilet because it happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it you have to remind yourself you're in hospitality, right? So don't tell a guest no. I I try to, when somebody asks me for a recommendation or if they're asking for a request, I always lead in saying in the back of my head, okay, how do I not say no to this? And -hmm. how can I make this happen for them? Mm -hmm. And also, like, PR background like I can do it let's go you need a magician
2: (laughs) you (laughs) You are a magician you need
0: four hair you know hair people and a photographer like one sec give me give me an hour (laughs) an hour
2: yeah but hmm, do you think you were kind of like circling this do you think there's such a thing as easy money
0: no I mean, everyone always, like, the dream is to like, make money in your sleep. And, like, I guess, yes, there are certain programs that you can sell. So that's why everyone's kind of getting on to the coursework. Mm-hmm. But even to build out a good, legitimate course
2: a lot work. is a lot of work. Is there a way to tell the difference between a good course and a bad one? I mean, really just taking it and realizing Oh, like, no. <laughs>
0: what did I do? Can I get my money back? <laughs>
2: can you? Probably not.
0: one I did. Yeah. Yeah, I was like... And then I, And like I knew her and this was more like PR and like just like kind of getting... I just felt like it's such a grind because PR can be such a thankless job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and it's so different now than it was when I was really like into it like five years ago. And it's just... Everyone's like, "Oh, get on the Today Show, get in Forbes, get it, in, get into like all the rag bags. I want to be like in Vogue magazine. It's like everybody does, and you do so. You know, pitching stories that takes time. Sometimes that, you know, right now we had our first editor visit. Mm-hmm. Stay
2: tonight. Really? I'm like,
0: yes, I'm so excited to like
2: judge your rivals? yeah for a review
0: for so a magazine. Cool. But like, that's like that comes out in like. Five months. Yeah. Can't even say like who it is or whatever. And no, no. Don't we'll see, see the article, yeah. <laughs> We'll see it. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Everybody, everybody who, well. <laughs> everybody who follows Roxy Reynolds, you'll yeah, see the article. Exactly. But like the it just you know like there's been stories where I've worked on for a year,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just it's constant. You're constantly like thinking outside the box and like how do you rework the story sometimes because it's the same story,
1: mm-hmm. but how
0: do I make it look different? Mm-hmm. for another editor to pick that up. So it's just a very thankless job, I think, because you're just, like, constantly being scrutinized.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's so hard to quantify,
2: yeah. you know, publications these days. You know, so I went to school for communications. Also. Did you really? I did. Ah. <laughs> I took my PR class, and I was like, I can't spin this. Our, like, senior project was um, a suicide hotline. Oh, god. <laughs> Oh my god and really? he, it was a real project like we all got assigned real clients and they're like here Melissa suicide hotline advertise for it and i was
1: like
2: oh no i had i had a really hard time with it so and and i just give you so much um, props for what you do cuz sometimes you just get something that is so hard to talk about and I feel like you're very good at looking at things in a positive light. So probably.
0: it's always thinking you have to think outside the box.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. On your toes. I feel like we're all, like all like anyone in communication is just like constantly thinking and like sound bites for commercial.
2: <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how,
0: how can I spin this?
2: <laughs> yeah. and it like
0: And then thinking three steps ahead.
2: Yeah. And it's that thinking three steps ahead. Yes. That you're so good at. Um, social media terrifies me. Does it? Oh my god, that's so funny. I think like I just keep it positive. <laughs> yeah, keep it positive. You you do have good content. I like watching your unboxings for Roxy Reynolds. Oh,
0: do you? I do. I feel like people are like, oh my god, this girl again. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: how everybody feels on social media until you get one video that goes viral. All of a sudden, everybody loves you. Yeah, so just keep doing it. Yeah. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm just This is the the (laughs) merr. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, so uh, PR was, like, one of my focuses, and I switched it to organizational and professional um, communications after that. Um, And that's more of the cultural study of how to create a good business.
0: I mean, let's go to you for a second, because how perfect to segue communications, organization, Mm -hmm. and, like, just like personality development for you because you are thriving my friend and you Thank do you. so well I'm and really you trying. have your hand in the pot for like a lot of things and you're a little younger god bless because
1: <laughs> I, I, I like couldn't keep
0: up with that speed but <laughs> I I just am so impressed and there's so much crap out there
1: mm-hmm. sorry
0: but we just were talking to an agent, and I was just, like, so upset that she didn't tell us that an offer that we were interested in potentially putting on something fell through. Like, why she didn't did tell you? Like, why didn't you call us? Yeah. And I'm just, like, if that was my agent uh-huh. and I found that out, I'm, like, I just, I feel like there's a lot of laziness and yeah. a lot of self-righteousness.
2: I think like it, a lot of people think that real estate is easy money. It's so not. It's really not. And the it's only way to hassle. learn that is the hard way. And there's so many realtors right now that got into the business when it was easy money. It was the past two years. It was a slam dunk. You could walk out your front door and make ten grand. But I, it's not that way anymore. Like any successful realtor that's successful today, that was also working in that environment. Says, I am doing three times the work for 80% of the money. And it just, if you're a lazy agent, this is when you're going to, you should get out of the business. You just should.
0: <laughs> and some just continue to keep on keeping with, with a lax schedule. See, yes. this is how intuitive. I hear my phone going off, I'm like, is this a guest uh-huh. that I can't, can't get in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead and, and check it. We're good. In. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay, great. Go ahead
2: and check <laughs> it. I'll go back to my. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Because we have we anything. have two check-ins today. You did, and one of them is a big one. One of them, yes, is is
0: right before I came here. I talked to them. I made sure that they got in. I can see them on the ring cam, struggling with the the oh, yell wow. lock. You ever like, hi, I can see you? I uh, just press this button. <laughs> we thought about that. We're like, I don't know, that might be like a really bad
2: first it is. experience out of the gate. You're like, oh my it god. Is. I've definitely gotten talked to through a ring doorbell from a house, and it's just like, it's just oh, are not... you watching me now? Yeah. And then right. you assume those cameras everywhere. Totally. It's super yeah. uncomfortable. Um
0: it's just for me to monitor to make sure moving trucks don't show up and the furniture doesn't leave. That's happened. To not to us, but to someone that we know, their the entire furniture got stolen. So it's just you have to know that certain things are gonna happen. That is crazy, and that's why you have to take out separate insurance. And now that we have direct bookings, and you're not co- you know covered under like the Airbnb, and then you also have your own homeowner's insurance. A lot of people are doing this as co-hosts so they don't even own the house and they're just yeah. you know managing for other people which it's nah.
1: tricky yeah
0: that sounds very very bad there's a lot of things and legal and policies that people
2: should understand before they just think that they can uh-huh. throw some people at home. wasn't there a thing during covid that uh a lot of airbnb hosts would sign leases and then they had multiple leases signed and then Airbnb stopped. And all of these... It's called arbitrage. That's
0: oh, okay. So you're leasing to Airbnb and certain landlords will allow it, I guess, if they have like, mm-hmm. the op, you know the vacancies that yeah. they want to fill up because then you're taking on that lease. But then you're responsible to your point for $2,000 in rent if no one's coming through the space. And yeah. that's why you don't really want to rely heavily on these other travel agencies, OTAs, other travel agencies, which mm-hmm. is Airbnb, BRBO, booking.com, Expedia.com, all And these. then you just do it in-house. And then you rely on direct bookings. So we... And you only get there by providing an experience. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. And some and some other tech software. Have you ever done arbitrage? So this, will we have... Um, we have a meeting with a couple of my husband's family's buildings that we want to potentially try to okay. see if that is something. And we have and the only reason why we're gonna do this is because we were did our due diligence to bring in partners so we're not paying upfront for mm-hmm. twenty to thirty thousand dollars of furniture. Yeah. And wow. plates and towels and you mm-hmm. need everything. It's so crazy when you're putting everything together. You're like, oh, my God, I need to stock this with yeah. Q-tips. Yeah. $30,000 worth of It's like, you need everything. <laughs> everything in case somebody needs something. Band-Aids. Yeah. A first aid kit. I don't think I've ever been f-
2: to an Airbnb with Q-tips, to be fair. Really? You go above and beyond. You really do. I'm trying to
0: finalize a deal with Neutrogena because I... I'm constantly doing the little, little daily
2: wipes yeah like, they owe uh, you they owe you at this point give me a call <laughs> <laughs> um i think that okay
0: okay 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 um project one right Project runway, that was the show. Chris Marcus. Oh,
2: <laughs> That was the broad dress. Oh
0: my god, yes. The okay. bra
2: the broad dress. Project runway. Project runway. Okay. Um do you think you have any regular habits that you do that keep you successful? Like are I are you is it just your outfits? <laughs>
0: <laughs> people meal plan I outfit plan for the week you do I, do, I do You it's do, crazy, but it's my thing and let me have it <laughs> I think like
2: it's it's a beautiful thing like whenever anybody finds something that inspires them like clearly you are inspired by like curating a look and it it for everybody who doesn't know her she doesn't just curate a look like, she'll be like, okay, so today I'm giving 1960s, and, <laughs> <laughs> like, she actually curates a look, and that is her day-to-day-to-day. So, and I think that there's a different level of creativity to that, also. So, that's your first inspiration for Thank the Thank you.
0: Yes. And it is. It, it really is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to start snowing, and it gets dreary, mm-hmm. So, the curation gets a little different. Yeah. A lot of more snow boots and layers. Today I'm a polar bear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, I think I'm constantly challenging myself to educate mm-hmm. further and push it. And not that I'm like saying like I'm going back to school, but there are some good master classes. I've learned from fellow colleagues and peers and they're constantly like pushing themselves to like those master classes and taking them and really challenging themselves to okay. What are my weaknesses? Mm -hmm. How can I, how can I pivot that? Mm -hmm. How can I turn that, knowing the weakness, make that, you know, strengthen that? So it's just constantly reading.
2: Um, I love listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Same. Do you want to listen to this one? I do want to listen to this one. (laughs) (laughs) We might. (laughs) I'll let you. I'll send you the link. (laughs)
0: I'm excited. Is it going to be on Patreon?
2: Um God, is it? Yeah, we can definitely do that. We'll put We're it on gonna, Patreon. We'll put it everywhere. Four ninety nine
0: download. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. Four hundred ninety nine, right? <laughs> <laughs> Making money in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. That's yes. the easy money. Yes. But you have to work at it because yeah. you have to keep producing content, programming, reaching out to people, getting good guests. Mm-hmm. Some people look great on their Instagram feed, but don't translate well when you put them in front of a video
2: or a microphone. Yeah, I, I just voice over those people. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, as we kind of wrap up here. I'm so sad. I mean. I can talk. We could go all night. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then the podcast will really be worth (laughs) $4.99. right. What is one phrase that, I don't know if you always live by, because my phrase that I live by, it's changed over the years. What is one phrase that you live by? Like, when things are really not going well, or when things are going well, what is one thing you're like, okay, this is on repeat in my head? You yeah. know, I, I was getting scared because I was like, "Oh my god,
0: good question," and I
2: didn't prepare for this.
0: But we can I just do another one. <laughs> no, no, I have it. I have it. Mm-hmm. And I actually did this segment for. What was it? It was for. Oh my god, was it for Fortune? Something. No, I just unfortunate. Jason Saltzman, another one. I'm gonna like tag all these people. Jason Saltzman, who was one of the co-founders of Alley. It was a co-working space. Uh huh. It was just awesome. Like it was, it was really a think tank of like just awesome people doing like so many different things and parallels. Yeah. But we did this whole thing. I don't know if it was Project I forget or MSNBC or something. But he taped this thing and he was like, "Oh, just like do a quick blurb for you know this segment on TV." And I was like, "What? Come on, like a little bit prepared."
1: But like he did, he he edited
0: out and cut it, and he like. didn't lead into the bees, but like exited out of the, like I was the, the, the exit of it, but it was great because I said, tomorrow is another day when you get so stressed out and you're like, Oh my God, what am I doing? I'm crazy. Why don't I just get a nine to five? Like, this is insane. Tomorrow is another day. You go, you go to sleep, you lick your wounds, you pick yourself back up and you don't quit. Mm -hmm. so I will
2: I will leave with that tomorrow tomorrow's another day tomorrow's another day all right we'll see you tomorrow Um, (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for coming I like thank
0: you for having me is it bad if I come like every week just like a little back tomorrow just like sneak up underneath the desk talk about your celebrity sightings yes uh, (laughs) (laughs) we have to we to have to email NDAs. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: Everyone watching this podcast has to sign an NDA. But if
0: you really want to listen to a good, I follow a good, ent- uh, te- uh, excuse me. My goodness. It's, it's You're doing great. Yeah. It's been doing great. Doing great here. An entertainment law, uh, lawyer, NT. He is the founder of CDAN, Crazy Days and Nights. Mm-hmm. So he has a podcast on Patreon. And if you really want some tea and he's you know, he's great because he's an attorney, so he knows what he can say and not say. Smart. Allegedly.
2: Allegedly knows. Always say allegedly. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. That should be what you leave us with. It's... <laughs> um, so
0: she was caught making out with allegedly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Allegedly. So I'm the best realtor in the world. Allegedly. 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 Mm -hmm. I alleged it, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This was so fun. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Yeah. No, thank you. I think, like, we are friends. We are. But this is, talking to you in this venue, I feel. Should we tell them how we met? Yeah, of course. It's kind of like a. It's a funny story. So there was a realtor in my office who said, Melissa, can you take these buyers? They said said they're going to buy in cash, and I just don't believe them, and you can just take them. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I walked into this deal not knowing what the situation was. And I'll let you take it from the point that we, we met. You
0: helped us get a house in like in Stillwater in a week. Like we did the deal in a week. Yep. And
2: Well, don't forget about nothing. And we Mamas. were
0: and we weren't even there, right? Were you video you were videoing
2: some certain houses? Uh I found the house for you while you were out of town. Yeah. You were there for the inspection. Yes. Um, and then we got dinner at Natural Mamas. Oh, my God. So much fun. That's what we it was, were friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went to, like, the second house to
0: look at, and she was like, you know, me and, me and my husband were like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out. And she's like, this is just not going to work out for my buyers.
2: <laughs> I was like, yeah. I like never had.
0: I felt like such an adult. Like, yes. <laughs>
2: I'm like, I feel like... I, I have told people to not buy a house way more than I've told them to buy a house. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it, that was the one It had, like, the creepy cellar, and it was on the hill. The foundation was falling. Yeah. 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 It was
1: mm-hmm.
2: It was interesting. Every time I drive past that hill, I'm like, all those houses are falling down. Right, right. <laughs> I don't think they are. <laughs> but. But that one was. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a roll of the dice of which one, if you're shopping and still <laughs> It was a long time ago. So yes. So no houses on the market right now. But. Um, yeah, I'm
0: thank you so much. This was really such a joy and so refreshing and so fun.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
0: we'll be back next week.
2: (laughs) Oh, wait, last thing one person that you would recommend to have on this podcast that is highly successful, highly interesting, and local ideally. Local ideally. It's so hard. I can't buy a flag yet. (laughs) (laughs) Can't they? Could they pipe in? Yeah, probably. Sure. What are you going to
0: say? Well, we're like on the communications theme. So I'm just, Sabina, Sabina Hitchin is a good friend of mine. And she is just, if you, and she really focuses on female entrepreneurs. So I think it's like a good pivot or not pivot, but like a good compliment. Yeah. And she is just a badass with like getting and just crafting a beautiful story that just gets everywhere. And we, just connected her with a good friend of mine, Carrie Quigley, who owns the fashion class. And I'm like, Carrie, you are everywhere. You're on the, you're on Good Morning America. You were just in Miami doing a segment. Like, He's it's everywhere. just, so yeah, she's a good person to kind of loop up into okay. you female entrepreneurs. Yeah, I'll tap into her. Okay, I'll connect you guys.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week.
1: Yay! Success. Mmm. Oh,